You are now tuned in to the Spellman Wellness Podcast for the health of it. Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the Spellman Wellness Podcast for the health of it. I am the Director of Campus Wellness and your host, Jermaine McCauley. This podcast is a holistic approach in providing information to improve wellness and promote healthy lifestyles. I hope through this podcast, many of you will find a few takeaways that will help along the way. On today's podcast, I wanted to do something a little different. So today, I would like to highlight members of our wellness curriculum staff. Our wellness curriculum is the area of our wellness department responsible for teaching classes that are required for the students to complete their graduation requirements. Students are required to take two classes of their choice, and these classes are pass-fail and do not provide credit hours. I am joined here today with my special guest, Ms. Fanya Francis, our yogi, and Mr. Cameron Cullors, our martial arts expert, our teachers and instructors in the wellness curriculum uh, program. How are you today? Good. Yeah, I'm great. Great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, We're so happy to have you all today. Both of them are instructors for wellness curriculum, as I said. And Vanya is an alumna, and she can tell you exactly when she graduated, when she talks a little bit more about herself. She teaches our yoga classes, and she actually started working with our department some years ago as a group fitness instructor, and she has been with us for a number of years. So... um, you know, that's that's wonderful. You know, she kind of knows what we do here. Uh, we are also joined by Mr. Cameron Colors. He's our martial arts expert. And Cameron teaches fitness boxing and self-defense. And he's been with the department for about three or four years now, Cameron, if that. Yep, about yeah. four years. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And so Cameron is also the owner of his own martial arts studios in in Atlanta. And I want him to talk a little bit about that and, you know, what uh, possessed him to start all of this and so on and so forth. So let me tell you a little bit before we start getting into this conversation. The self-defense class was implemented due to the expressed concerns by parents and our Spelman alum. And uh, they felt that it was important for our students to acquire skills to protect themselves. Uh, in this environment that we are living in now, it's so important that everybody try to acquire skills that will at least protect them as they are going out about, you know, uh, in Atlanta, the West End, so on and so forth. And this has been a very successful class in our curriculum. It actually fills up along with yoga. These are two of our popular classes that we have. So it's wonderful to have both of you here to talk about your role as an instructor for wellness curriculum but to also, you know, delve just a little bit more in this conversation about who you are, what you do in your classes to assist our students with valuable information for their health and wellness. So let's just start the conversation off. And uh, I wanted to start by asking each of you to tell the audience more about yourself and how did you get into your craft, your career as a yoga teacher, a yogi? And then Cameron, you can talk about the martial arts expert uh, experience. So, Vanya, go right ahead. Yes, hi. Thanks again. Um, Let's see. Uh, So I have, well, actually, my wellness journey started here at Spelman. And I love to tell this um, this story in my classes, but I was a freshman, and (laughs) 
excuse me, suffering from tension headaches my freshman year. I had a full load. I was working two jobs. I had an on, uh, on-campus job and a regular job. And, um, okay. okay, excuse me. And I uh, just was burning a candle at both ends. And about halfway through freshman year, I started suffering from tension headaches. And, but didn't know what they were exactly. So I had migraines, a lot of tension in my head. Um, and one morning I woke up, I couldn't stand up straight. I was suffering from dizzy spells. Mm. And so I told my RA, she um, asked if I wanted her to call Grady, which she did. So Grady showed up to my freshman dorm and they took me away. Mm. And after running some tests, you know, they came back and they were like, "Miss Francis, we think you're stressed out. There's mm. nothing going on. I thought I had an aneurysm <laughs> or something of that nature. Um, so from that experience, I was really, it was eye-opening for me because I had never realized, no one had ever talked to me about how stress can have a physical manifestation in your body, right? So how stress, something that is intangible, can have these tangible results. I think there's a lot more awareness around that these days, but during that time when I was at Spelman 20 years ago, because <laughs> I am... <laughs> More than 20 years ago, because I'm class of 01, that wasn't a conversation that we were having. Um, and I came to Spelman with a lot of insight on my physical well-being. I was um, mostly plant-based. I was working out several times a week. I had started that journey as a senior in high school, just out of a desire to feel better in my body. And then once I got to Spelman, I carried those habits with me. But what I had neglected was my physical I mean, not my physical, excuse me, my emotional and mental well-being. And so that is the story that I like to share with students about how I came to yoga. And I really didn't find yoga until my senior year at Spelman. There was a very small studio off campus, um, maybe about 10 minutes from here, that I started attending classes at. And that's when I learned about this practice that really addresses mind, body, and spirit. Um, and I had been a dancer growing up, you know, middle school, high school. So embodied movement or, you know, was just a thing for me. And yoga felt like a natural progression from having been a dancer. So um, so that was the beginning of my journey. And then I went on to graduate school after leaving Spelman, um, studied communication management, came back here, worked at Turner Broadcasting for about seven years in marketing and business development, but had always just been very passionate about health and wellness. And so when um, Cartoon Network downsized after being there for seven years, um, I decided to become an entrepreneur, a wellness entrepreneur. I had gotten my yoga certification while teaching there. Um, once laid off, I got my holistic health coaching certification, and the rest is sort of history. Mm -hmm. So today, my company, Cherish Life Wellness, offers, it's a boutique yoga and wellness company that offers compassionate care and holistic wellness during pregnancy, preconception, pregnancy, and postpartum for women. Great, great. And, you know, that's a great story because right now we, we know that in our own Spelman community with our young women, they are experiencing some of the things that you are experiencing. But the only thing is we have issues where they, you know, they won't talk about it or they won't do anything about it. And we have a number of resources here on our campus that will help our students if they would just reach out to those resources. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I like to encourage students to do that, too. I always tell them we didn't have wellness courses when I was at Spelman. We certainly didn't have yoga. So the fact that 
you know, there's an awareness around that now and the resources and the classes are available to them. It's important that they be able to take advantage of them. Exactly. Absolutely. So, Cameron, you go ahead and tell us about you and what you do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my name is Cameron Colors. I am the martial arts and wellness instructor here. Well, self-defense wellness instructor in boxing. Uh, I've been doing martial arts since I was about five years old. Uh, My father was my first martial arts instructor, and he introduced me to the world of martial arts. Uh, You know, I used to love growing up watching Bruce Lee movies and, you know, kind of had a thing on my birthday. You know, I got to choose a movie that I wanted to watch, and it was always something dealing with martial arts. It was either Bruce Lee, the Power Rangers, or Ninja Turtles. Um, And I really didn't know uh, how martial arts, how the effect or the impact it would really have on my life it was having um, until I got much older. <clears throat> my dad wasn't into me actually competing. He wanted me to be into martial arts to know how to defend myself mm-hmm. um, and also to have that discipline and the self-confidence in myself just growing up and going through, you know, puberty and hormones and being a young boy um, in the city of Detroit. So when I got older, um, I started to venture off and start competing on my own because uh, I wanted to see what that was like. I wanted to you know, kind of have a taste for it. I had done all the other sports, basketball, football, you know, track, baseball, and none of it was really pulling me the way martial arts was. I loved the fact that I could kick somebody in the head and get away with it. Um, and so I kind of just dived straight into that round. Um, when I first started learning martial arts for self-defense and learning martial arts for competition, it's two completely different worlds inside of one. So I had to learn really fast. You know, I was going against guys that were smaller than me, but they were really good, you know, because they had been competing since they were five years old, where I had just been engulfed and indulging in martial arts and learning about it since I was five. So two completely different things, but I got a hold of it and, and caught um, the competition bug. And in 2018, um, I became a three-time uh, Taekwondo state champion. And in 2019, I wanted to do something a little bit different and challenge myself. So I kind of switched styles altogether and went from Taekwondo to karate. Um, I studied karate in the past, but as far as competing in karate, like I said earlier, it's completely different. Um, so I ended up winning the world championship in karate in 2019. Um, and just along. The, the course of just my career and my journey in martial arts, um, I've been certified and attained six black belts. Not that I was trying. It was just like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm all that, but I'm just saying, you know, that that wasn't the purpose. You know, a lot of people do martial arts because they're like, I want to be a black belt. That wasn't my purpose. I wanted to learn more about myself. You know, so every style, every system I studied was a new opportunity to learn something different about myself and learn how to grow and mature. And that's what I was seeking. And when I tasted it, I said, oh, I want to learn more about me. This is something that's special to me, something that I cherish. So I want to dive deeper inside of it. Um, And then with that knowledge, I acquired those six different black belts. Um, Being here at Spelman really kind of hits home. Uh, My mother, uh, along with a very good friend of mine, um, were victims of sexual abuse Mm. um, and physical abuse. Mm. Uh, my mother uh, was was a victim of that at an early age. Um, and then I had a friend that lived down the street from me. I actually took her to, to her prom my senior year of high school. Um, it was kind of one of the first times 
something really hit home for me. Um, I had had a dream about her when I, when I was in college. I hadn't spoken to her since our senior year. And I called my mom and said, Mom, you know, how is, uh, how's Jasmine doing? I had a dream about her. My mom said, you know, it's funny that you asked. She's been missing for two weeks. And I said, man, that's crazy because I just had a dream about her last night and she was happy and waving at me in a dream and everything. And so I said, well, keep me posted. Let me know, you know, if you guys find her or whatnot. And I want to say probably two days later, my mom called me and said that they had found her body in the Detroit River. Mm. And she had, you know, mm. been a victim mm. of, you know, sexual abuse and physical abuse. And so for me, those two stories are enough for me to want to give back to the young women here at Spelman mm-hmm. and, and just show them and tell them that, you know, the world that we live in is not sugar-coated. It's not this extremely safe place that society and social media leads you to believe it is. You have to be attentive. You have to be alert at all times. And so I take teaching self-defense and teaching boxing and empowering our, our students here very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I tell them all, you know, I say at the end of the semester, if you don't take anything away from what I'm teaching you, I want you guys to be able to take away the aura of just being able to defend yourself and put out that kind of ambiance of I'm not to be messed with. I'm not a victim. I'm not somebody you could take advantage of to these predators out here. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to have that essence about them if they don't have anything else, you know. And so that's what we're working on currently in the semester is equipping they're uh, the young women physically mm-hmm. and also mentally and emotionally on uh, how to deal with predators or deal with people that want to attack them or have malevolent um, ideas and, and, and intentions for them as well. Okay. He sounds like a great bodyguard, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'd love to have him. He could be my bodyguard any day. <laughs> Thank you for that. So let me just ask you this question, you know, because of the talents and the skills that you both possess, tell me what type of opportunities or what doors have opened up for you in your area? You know, some because we have so many young people that want to do things in health and wellness, but really don't know how to start. And then, you know, but because you all have been in this for a while, you know, what things that you think uh, you could just share with them that might help them if they decide to do these types of things? Okay. Okay. I, I would say the first thing for me, um, the first piece of advice I would give anybody is to believe. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Believe in your calling. Believe in your purpose. Believe in what you're walking in. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me to be... Uh, 2018, when I when I first started the tournament, um, my tournament season in 2018, which led to you know my my state titles, I remember I started my season at the World Championships, and so basically the World Championships were everybody from the previous season that had done phenomenal, and they were there to you know mm-hmm. fight for the title, <laughs> um, and I was the only guy that was black. Out of 20 guys that were in my ring, I was the only black guy in the ring, and I was the only guy without a title on his back. Everybody else were champions from Italy, from Canada, from Africa, from Greece. You know, I mean, it was just a ring full of champions. I was the only one without a title. But I knew that my purpose wasn't just to get a medal. It wasn't just to try to get a championship title. I was there for a greater reason. Mm-hmm. I was there because somebody who I might not ever have a conversation with is going to see one of my videos online or is going to hear me speak or hear this podcast 
and they're going to be at the brink of wanting to give up on their dream. And they're going to hear this story and hear Vanya's story and say, you know what? I'm inspired to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so I just say believe, mm -hmm. you know, um, I was a guy that didn't have a lot of people that look like me in my field or in my industry. You know, my industry is dominated by Asian and, and Caucasian males. It's male dominated. Um, so it's rare to see somebody looks like me in it, but understanding what the people, my ancestors came before me, how they had to make sacrifices and how they had to uh, go through different situations, trials and tribulations so that I could stand on their shoulders. It was, it was without a question, the only thing that I could do so that people could stand on mine. Okay, good. Vanya? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I would say passion having a passion for what you're doing. And, you know, I have this conversation a lot in my in the yoga space. Uh, I like to think of my class and myself as a disruptor in some ways because I really challenge students to um, to not get caught up in what they think should they should be doing or the path they should be on. Mm -hmm. um, Spelman is certainly an environment that cultivates excellence. You know, mm -hmm. all the young women here are of excellence. And um, but there is also this undercurrent of like following this very sort of specific path and that there's only like one, maybe two ways to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish somebody had had a conversation mm -hmm. with me when I was in college about, well, what lights you up? Like, what do you enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> like, what brings you joy? Because that deserves consideration as well. So. All the things I'm doing now were things that I was passionate about at Spelman, but I put on the back burner because I was so committed to the academic portion of um, my studies and my experience, which is equally important. I value both. And so my next point would be, in addition to passion, um, you know, once you decide what it is that you do, I like to be a master of my craft. So. I have several yoga certifications and I've spent a lot of time, uh, many hours practicing yoga, right? Practicing meditation. And there's a saying in yoga, you know, the best teachers are students. Mm -hmm. So being able to, um, you, can't, you can't teach what you don't practice yourself. And I think that's for anything. So really being committed to mastering and spending time with whatever path that you choose. And I think Cameron can probably speak to this too. A lot of young people now, a lot of my students, they're accustomed to, in some ways, instant gratification because we have Instagram and we have mm -hmm. social media and we have all of these other means of getting things quite quickly. Mm -hmm. Groceries deliver, you know, showing up to your doorstep. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way of the world mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said for um, spending time with something and really allowing it to grow and develop and nurture so that you master whatever that thing is. And then also the last thing is like having a niche or a specialty. For a long time, when I first started teaching yoga, I was teaching to everybody, which was wonderful. But then I realized, you know, I really have a passion for women. And then later on, when I became pregnant with my daughter, my first child, I thought I have a passion for pregnant women. You know, I had mm. such an amazing experience taking prenatal yoga myself that once I 
had my daughter, I was like, wow, I think I want to share this gift with other women. Mm -hmm. So having a niche, I think, is really important. And not being afraid to specialize and not being afraid to do something different, right? As opposed to just being a copy of other things that you may witness. So those are my things. Um, The opportunities have been tremendous Mm -hmm. as um, one of the one of the few black yoga instructors in Atlanta for a while. Now there's like a proliferation of yoga studios and instructors and certainly yoga instructors of color. But for a long time, there really weren't that many of us and I could walk into a yoga room and be the only black person there. Um, So, you know, I had my own yoga studio at one point in time here in Atlanta from like 2014 to 2016 which was a beautiful experience. And I think I was, there may have been one other black woman who owned a yoga space. So I was one of the first here in Atlanta to own a yoga studio as a black woman. So that, and then from that experience and just, you know, not being afraid to try things, it's been wonderful, you know, being able to speak with different organizations, um, receiving, you know, various awards, and then now even being able to, like, offer my own prenatal yoga training. Mm -hmm. I did that last year. I'm the very first one in October, and the feedback I got from the participants was that they had been longing to take a training of that nature, but they really wanted to be able to take it with me. You know, as a or a black woman, mm-hmm. and so when they saw that it was something that I was offering, they were really excited about that because they knew that it would lend something a unique perspective that is not something that we typically have access to in the yoga world. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, can so thank you, Vanya, for that. Um, can you just talk about some of the opportunities that have you know that have that has occurred for you since you've you know gone through this. Uh, martial arts journey just kind of talk a little bit about some of the opportunities for you yeah um i mean for one i'm i'm here at spelman i think that's <laughs> oh, yeah. a true that. that's a, wow. i think that's a phenomenal opportunity <laughs> you know uh i never saw that coming up you know training but um i think that that's definitely one uh for me i currently have four different locations mm-hmm. for my school my school's empower mentorship and martial arts uh, so we have four different locations. We have um, Fairburn, Smyrna, the West End, and it's another one that's slipping my mind. Mm-hmm. But um, outside of those four locations, I have um, private contracts with different schools. Uh, I've also partnered up um, last year with Georgia State University mm-hmm. to uh, run the martial arts program for the entire after school um uh, accounts so they have i think over 100 different schools so i'll be getting to implementing martial art programs um into those schools and it is more than i always say it's more than just punching and kicking Mm -hmm. um it's more than teaching kids how to be bullyproof um i know a lot of martial arts schools kind of use that as their ads i'm teaching you how to be bullyproof but it's, it's it's more it's more so about cultivating um cultivating that individual and being able to be that missing block that that specific child or that adult or that young lady or that young man is missing in their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there's all, you know, we all experience different times where we're missing a block that we need to build this tower of success that we're that we're leading to in this tower of progression. And that's just what Empower is about. You know, I do it here. I provide that missing block for our students here and everywhere we go. You know, it's not just martial arts it's 
a way of life, mm. you know. And I, one of the models that we abide by is excellence over everything, mm. you know. So every breath you take has to be a breath of excellence <laughs> in whatever you decide to do, you know. And and I get a lot of backlash from my Spelman students about that because they <laughs> want to sometimes slack off and they tire because all the other classes they have. But I say that's what makes you, mm. you know. It doesn't make you. It, you you don't become great when you're when you're comfortable and you're rested. And then you do something that's challenging. You become great when you're absolutely at your wit's end, about to break, and you still push through what you need to push through. Exactly. That's excellence. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the wellness curriculum classes. So can you tell me more about your class that you teach in wellness curriculum? And just talk about some of the key content that you, that you I know everything is important in your class, but what are some of the key content that you focus on more so uh, with your students at this point? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I currently teach um, two courses, yoga and meditation one, and then there's a level two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for yoga and meditation one, we're really, um, it's an intro to yoga. So you don't have to have any experience. Um, and the class is really designed to cover basic yoga postures, um, introduction to meditation, but then also an introduction to what it means to live like a yogic lifestyle. So um, I think probably the thing, one of the things that students enjoy most about the class are the yoga principles and the philosophy that we cover. Because what I say to them is, even though I know you've arrived in this space hoping to, you know, maybe learn some cool yoga poses, how to stand on your head, you know, maybe do a handstand or whatever you think, you know, yoga may be. But what I'm most interested in is the type of person you are and your character. So I really don't care if you can't touch your toes, but are you a good person? And, you know, how do you show up in this space? So one of the points or requirements that I have, you know, on the syllabus is to um, check whatever it is that you might have been dealing with prior to the start of class at the door. And then I'll ask them, well, what does that mean to you, right? Because Mm -hmm. I'm inviting you into this space to be present. And um, one of the main benefits and one of the reasons why I practice yoga and what I like to share with my students is this idea of um, if you're present, it is physically impossible to experience negative emotions if you're in the present moment, right? So if you're anxious, if you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're jealous, if you're angry, if you're any of those things, you're either living in the past, mm-hmm. you're, you're brooding over something that's already happened, mm-hmm. or you're worried about what's to come. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things, the ideas, the concepts that are most important to me in the, in this, in the course that I offer mm-hmm. is really taking a deep dive. And then hopefully when they leave, they're able to apply the principles and the practices to their everyday life. So by the end of the course, We also have a physical sequence that they learn, the sun salutation sequence, that hopefully when they leave, you know, yoga one and they're having a bad day, they have something that they can draw on. So, you know, yes, you have the physical practice, but then I like to introduce students to this whole other idea, lifestyle, really, Mm -hmm. of, you know, how do you apply 
what you're doing on your mat to the rest of your life. And so it's like taking yoga off your mat and into your life. Mm -hmm. And level two is really just um, a, a deeper exploration of a lot of those things. And we introduced like some Sanskrit terms and, you know, some other concepts for students who have a desire to go deeper and who are really wanting to continue to develop the practice, not just as a physical practice, but as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Good. And Cameron? Uh, so in, in my class, uh, both self-defense and boxing, I want students to understand the application. Um, I think a lot of times when people see combative activities, such as karate or um, boxing, you know, they see boxing, they automatically think about, you know, doing all, moving your feet fast like Ali and, you know, ducking and swerving and all of that stuff. And karate, it's more so like, Karate Kid or Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. So I think they come into my class thinking that they're going to do like tricks and stuff. And that's not what this class is about. So I really stress the application. Um, I put them in real life scenarios and situations. A lot of times situations that I have personally been in so that I can actually speak about, you know, what works, what wouldn't work and give them a real life look um, instead of just seeing something on TV and making it up. Um, and so they, they're able to understand the science, you know, science and math of self-defense and boxing because it's a lot of science, math, physics, geometry, taking angles, knowing how to attack an opponent, knowing how to retreat but defend yourself, knowing how to counter certain techniques. It's, it's a lot that goes into it. So I let them know, you know, hey, you're going to learn about the science and the math and the physics of self-defense mm -hmm. and of boxing. Because that's going to help you propel you to all the surface level things that you're seeing on TV and you're thinking it's cool and you want to do. It's a lot of science and math behind that. Mm. So, you know, that's that's very interesting for me. I was not even aware of all of the science. Well, maybe the science piece, but the math piece. And we wonder why we have to take math in college. Right. And, you know, when, when are we going to use this in our life? But yeah. that's, that's a, a great, great uh, way to describe how, you you know, what you do in your class. And so that that is great. So, um, you know, most of the time um, you all have students that have never experienced yoga, boxing, or self-defense like Vanya mentioned about the uh, beginner yoga class. So with that said, how should a student uh, prepare for your classes? You know, whether it's the first day of class or throughout the semester, you kind of talked about some of the expectations, but just kind of talk about whether, you know, you can start talking about what type of equipment they need, those types of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for boxing, I just let them know what they need to have mm -hmm. you know, equipment wise, your wraps, you know, your gloves. Um, for self-defense, uh, we, we kind of have everything as far as equipment in stock, in mm -hmm, store, mm -hmm. kind of here at the school. Mm -hmm. So they don't really have to go in, out of pocket to purchase different things. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as mindset is concerned, I tell them to throw away all your expectations. Mm -hmm. Like just throw them completely out the window and don't pick them back up. <laughs> because, like I said before, you know, a lot of our students, the only experience that they have with self-defense and boxing is what they've seen in movies. Mm -hmm. And there's a fine line between what's happening in movies mm -hmm. and what happens in real life. Mm -hmm. And being, having the opportunity to have worked in movies from doing fight choreography and stunts and things of that nature 
and also being, you know, a practitioner of martial arts and self-defense and working with law enforcement, I kind of had the best of both worlds being able Mm -hmm. to see, oh, yeah, this really would work in the movie and as well as real life or it really won't. You know, so it, it, it really helps me paint a better picture for our students to understand and know, um, you know, what to expect and how to prepare for class. Okay. All right. And Vanya? Yeah. So from just basic, you know, what things we use to practice yoga, a yoga mat is great. I also incorporate props into my class so Mm -hmm. yoga blocks Mm -hmm. and then when we do the some of the restorative classes or the restorative portion of class um we may use a bolster which is like you know a big pillow or blanket gratefully the wellness department has provided (laughs) all of those things for students (laughs) so we get to have really juicy yoga classes and I get to practice and teach in a way that um, I've come to love so I'm really grateful for that and then I think from a mindset perspective as um, Cam was saying one of the things that I encourage in the yoga space is there's a Sanskrit term called ahimsa Mm -hmm. which means non-violent or non-harming thoughts and behaviors and in yoga which is really a practice of self-study you know we're practicing these things first with ourselves and then demonstrating them to others so entering this space with self-love right self-compassion and letting go of self-judgment and as Cameron said in his classes, expectations, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the goal is to always do your best, understanding that your best is going to look different from day to day, week to week, moment to moment, whether you're sick or whether you're healthy, right? Whether it's morning, whether it's night. Um, But really come in with like an open mind and practicing, like one of the things that, and I even have it on the syllabus, is practicing compassion, Mm -hmm and offering yourself the same amount of grace that you would someone else. Mm. So, I mean, from a mindset perspective, that's where we start. And, you know, students tend to be really hard on themselves because they come expecting to be able to do all the things, perhaps, that I've been practicing for 20 years, and that's just not the case. You've never <laughs> done it before. So then we invite in this other, the other part of yoga, the yogic principles of ahimsa, right? Mm -hmm. So not beating yourself up, not judging yourself, and then just being compassionate. Yeah, yeah. Those, that's, that's, you know, that's really, really good. I think that our students are so fortunate to have uh, instructors like you who really, you know, not only do you know your craft, but you know, you have the passion and then you come in and you bring in the things that you've learned to help them to, you know, be better in their lives and what they need to carry away. You know, it's just not all about the academic piece, but also about all of the comp- wellness components that we, you know, we try to govern ourselves by in our department and share them with our students so that when they leave here, they can become a change agent and become, you know, better civilians in life and so, you know, uh, what you all do is, you know, we're very grateful and very appreciative. Uh, I hope that our students recognize uh, that we have some wonderful, wonderful wellness instructors. So 
Um, we're going to be coming down to a close in a few minutes, but I just wanted to, I'm going to kind of put two questions together there. And uh, I think um, you've answered some of it, but so can you tell me what has been or is uh, rewarding for you as an instructor here at Spelman? And then just give some final comments, you know, that you would like to leave that could be a takeaway for our audience. Okay. I think the greatest reward for me when it comes to my students is their progression. Mm. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I <clears throat> I have a lot of students that come in that are just battling. Mm. They're just battling with life, you know. And they and 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 that battle looks different for everybody. Uh, me having experienced my own battles from my low points to my high points to my middle points, mm -hmm. you know, I just offer experience. And even though my battles aren't exactly like theirs, I just tell them, man, all you got to do is just hold on. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is just push. Because the finish line is right on the other side of you admitting and continuing. All you got to do is hold on and just push. Because that, 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 that battle's not going to last. So seeing um, a student come up to me um, that I had two years ago or I had two semesters ago and saying, hey, you know, Coach Cam, I you know, remember that thing we talked about? So-and-so, <laughs> you know, I got over it, you know. Like that, that you can't put, you can't, there's no check you can write for that. Mm -hmm. You know, your mm -hmm. student's happiness, there's there's no amount of zeros you could put behind that. And, and to know that you contributed to their happiness, so you contributed to their peace of mind, mm -hmm. that's the greatest reward. Mm. Okay, good. Vanya? Yeah, I think probably on a similar note, um, the feedback that I have gotten from students over the years, and usually it's after they have gone off, right, perhaps graduated, and then um, either emailed me or, you know, come back or whatever it may be to, to say, you know, their experience had been life changing for them. Mm -hmm. They never had anybody talk to them, you know, about the things that we talked about or in the way, you know, that we talk about them. And some students have gone on to, you know, either teach yoga themselves mm. or have just made it like a practice, you know, exactly. a, yes. a part of their everyday lives. But to really just speak on how it has really changed their lives in a lot of ways. So I'm always very touched by that because you never know what people are thinking. Sometimes you just teach into a room and you yeah. never know. <laughs> you just feel like you're teaching through the room. So, but, um, but no. So that would be probably the greatest gift that I've you know, experienced here. Mm -hmm. And then um, with regard to, you know, final takeaways um, for students, I think, and I, I think I said this earlier, but it's something that I live by and am practicing right now. It's like, do your best and release the rest. Mm -hmm. I mean, your best is all that anyone can ever ask of you. And um, again, respecting that that'll look different, you know, from moment to moment. Mm -hmm. So, just do your best and release the rest. And, you know, as the yogi, I have to say, practice being present, mm. you know, because that all of our suffering is caused by living in the past or thinking about the future. So, mm. you know, just be present for what is accepting of what is. And, um, yeah, okay. and, and enjoy. Enjoy yeah. it. And Cameron, did you have any takeaways? 
I know you said you said some things that can be take you know mm-hmm. good takeaways, but is there just one thing in particular for our students? Like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, basically, kind of to piggyback off of what Vanya said, you know, I tell them all the time, excellence over everything. Mm. You know, that, mm-hmm. I mean, every single day, you know, you you your your greatest ally and your greatest adversary is the person that's staring back at you in the mirror. You know, mm. um, I, I heard this this story a long time ago. It was a Native American uh, story. It was a, a grandson. He was talking to his grandfather. And the grandfather was telling him a story about these two wolves that were locked in eternal battle. Mm. And the grandson said, well, if, they, if they're always fighting, which one wins? And the grandfather said, you know, there's a black wolf and there's a white wolf. One's good and one's bad. And he said, the one that wins is the one that you feed. Mm. And so I tell my students that all the time, like you are your success. You're, you are your savior and you are also your demise. Mm. You have to choose which you want to be, mm. you know, and I hope you hope you take the latter. Yeah. Yeah. That's so thank you all. That's some great, great uh, advice. And uh, I am sure our audience could possibly use these takeaways and all of this great educational information uh, to help them as they continue, you know, in their own uh, healthy and wellness lifestyle journey. So um, just just for the audience, I want I wanted to do this podcast because, uh, you know, we normally focus on a component in wellness. And I wanted to do something a little different because uh, a lot of our campus does not know our wellness curriculum, t- uh, you know, instructors. And, and I thought it's so uh, important that we try to, you know, bring you all to the forefront. They get to know who you are, and and just not know that, you know, Cameron Color t- Cameron Color Colors teaches, you know, fitness boxing and self defense, and Vanya Francis teaches yoga. But there's more to you all and what you do and how you do, um, you know, what you do in your life and how you do things in your life. And so I thought it would be very important to bring you to today to be our special guest. And I want to say thank you. Thank you so, so much for, you know, taking the time out of your own busy day to uh, provide some great uh, insights, some great information and, and then great takeaways. I think this has been a very informative yet uh, uh, a podcast that I think will enlighten and open some eyes for our students and our audience uh, in what we do here in our wellness department and, you know, particularly for wellness curriculum. So I want to once again thank Ms. Vanya Francis and Mr. Cameron Colors for being with us today and providing some very good information and advice for our community. And we truly appreciate you all. We really, really do. So, um, you know, the time is winding down. And so we need to just say uh, thank you so much to you all. And also, last but not least, to our listening audience, we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day. And remember, this has been our podcast for the health of it.